Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. If you're curious what leverage is, it's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means that you're coming to the table with something that they need that's verifiable, that's tangible, that's real. It's not potential. It's not your hat in your hand. And I can become a big star if you work with me. It's like I'm already rolling and you're going to get on this train, and, but the train's going with or without you. That's leverage and that's what you're going to need to make it in this new music business as a songwriter to get a publishing deal, as an indie artist to get an audience, to get a record deal, to get the management, to get the booking agency behind you. You're going to have to have leverage. That's why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. And my good friend and co-host and lyricist, hmm. Mr. Brent Baxter, is the one who came up with that. It's a it's a backronym. And uh, Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps you, uh, pro, like help songwriters like you, excuse me, turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and not only that, on the regular, he connects you with the pro so you can get a real-life interaction with guys who are booking uh, big songs every single day. And you can find Brent super easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artist, how do they do that? By making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. Now, digital marketing data may not sound sexy to you, but it does for an investor because digital marketing data has to do with numbers and numbers don't lie because numbers can't talk and investors listen to that stuff. So you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production singular, no S. And there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. Well, you know, recording this on Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's right. Day, Johnny. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> It'd be a few days late for the rest of you, but happy Valentine's Day. You're uh, listening to Delilah. And- <laughs> That's awesome. So today we're going to talk about women. Well, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> we're going to talk about women in the music industry. Um, there's an article that just came out in Billboard. Uh, on February 5th, actually, that caught my eye that I wanted to cover on the podcast, essentially talking about how women are marginalized and stereotyped and underrepresented in the music industry, according to a new study. So we're going to, it's a short article. I'm going to read that and then we're going to dig into that. That's right. We're here to celebrate that. No, I'm just kidding. We're here to boo-boo all over that. That's terrible. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about that. I guess I'm opinions on that. You got some opinions. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But before we do that, let's take care of a little business. Yes. Um, so the Climb Podcast is proud always to partner with disc makers who've been supporting indie musicians like you before indie music was even a thing. When you're ready to make DVDs, CDs, vinyl, or distribute your music and content and videos with customized USBs, go to www.discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com. It's the only place that you need to go. And while you're there, click on the Guides and Resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio veterans. You can find them again online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. 
That's right. And as always, if you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. <clears throat> Past couple of weeks have been really busy, like some really good questions. I put mm-hmm. personally put some, I, just because they were directed at me, it was like a, a Johnny kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I put in some pretty long answers. Like I had some opinions on stuff. And yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then ev- what I love about it is uh, we had, I, I remember one comment in particular, somebody's like, man, I, don't, I know this comment, this question wasn't directed to me, but here's what I did. Yeah. And I'm like, no, every question that's asked in the client community is directed at everybody. Mm-hmm. And, all, you know, like whatever your experience has been, please share in the client. Exactly. So yeah. we want you to join guys. We, we, um, you have to request to come in. It's a, it's a closed group, but we let everybody in who requests mm-hmm. be good boys and girls. Or we, you will get roadhoused. A, a few people have been roadhoused in the past who just, exactly. can't, you know, understand what this is about. Right. <laughs> people helping Listen people. Not podcast a-, a few more times. <laughs> now come back in now that you're prepared. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so all the full episodes on Tuesday and the mini-sodes on Friday come right into your uh, device there and you're able to, co- to consume them in order. Take five seconds, leave a rating and review. Okay, it's 20 seconds, I lied. But leave a five-star rating and review. Tell other people what you think about it. That When people are trying to decide if they're going to spend some of their precious time uh, getting into to this kind of content, your opinion matters the most. That's social proof for us. And then the biggest social proof and the biggest compliment you could give Brent and I would be to share it. If you're not, uh, you know, make, if you if you're getting value out of it, if 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 you love this, it's helping you. If you're seeing the needle move, then not only tell your friends and other musicians and other people in your community about it, but put it on your social media. Share it. Put a comment on there. This is what I, this this episode like. I got this out of it. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the best. That's the most real form of spreading the word that you could get. And that's, what, that's why we're here. It's why we do this. I mean, it's why it doesn't cost anything. We're trying to just reach as many people as we can. So that's right. The second best compliment is coffee and Reese's peanut butter cups. That's right. It's, that's a, right. it's a tie between those two. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's right. So speaking of reviews, we got one, right? We have one. All right. This is by Blue Mule 31. And the title is Fun and Dysfunctional. Five-star review. A tasty five-star review. It says, in an often dysfunctional world of so-called songwriter advice, in quotes, Johnny and Brent give tips and fun stories that help me improve my craft. The only reason I'm not giving them six stars is because I haven't gotten a foot rub yet. Well, Blue Mule, listen, man, I'll be uh, on Music Row February 20th. I'll be at the Anyway, no, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> um, I don't know what to say to that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But Johnny, I will give you his, his new, he has a new office. It's the address is. No. <laughs> yeah. <Show> no. <laughs> I got a guy. I know a guy who does like, you know, get his phone. I went with the fun and bunion. <laughs> and, uh, or the <laughs> onion and bunion. I don't know. All right. Well, well, let's get to it here. So this is a billboard bulletin. Uh, they come multiple times a week. And, and this particular article caught my eye is definitely focused at women, but I also think that the way that we're going to break this down. And if you've listened to enough episodes, you kind of know where we're headed with this. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it, it's for all Indian musicians. It's for all artists, but it's February 5th, 2019. The article is by Leela Kobo. And here's the title still invisible, marginalized and stereotyped women remain underrepresented in the music industry. According to new Annenberg study. So <clears throat> let's get into this article because I also want to talk about what you're reading, how you're reading it, the point of view that it's coming from and should, you know, how you should be digesting it, right? Because how you 
how you digest it and is, is super important and what it means to you. I want to yeah. put some reality in here too. And this is a real article. It's a good article. It's, it's, um, I'm not poo pooing this, but it's, um, this, you know, we'll as a point of view. Yeah. has a point of view. Um, so women remain shockingly underrepresented in the key songwriting and production arms of the music industry, according to inclusion in the recording studio, the second annual investigation into the industry by Dr. Stacy L. Smithland and the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. Released February 5th, the report analyzed the gender and ethnicity of artists and content creators across the 700 songs in included on the Billboard Hot 100 year-end charts from 2012 to 2018. And for the first time, the report included a qualitative study with researchers interviewing 75 female songwriters and producers about their experience in the studio in the industry. Among the key findings overall, on average, during the seven years, only 21.7% of the artists featured on the songs were women. In 2018, despite the, the Me Too movement, and the growing conversation about women in leadership roles, only 17% of the artists were women. In terms of producers, the male to female ratio was 47 to 1, and only 2% of producers were females. When it came to songwriting, only 12.3% of songwriters of 633 total songs, as some of the 700 songs repeated year to year, that's why that number's different, uh, mm -hmm. only... 12.3% uh, of them were female. More telling, 57% of the songs, or 360 songs out of 633 songs across the last seven years, were missing a female songwriter. But 99% of songs, or 630 out of the 633, had at least one male writer attached. So what does that do to the lyrics, asked Smith, who authored the report with Mark uh, Chuetti, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and Dr. Catherine Piper. <clears throat> it's a male-saturated viewpoint of the lyrics that saturate the charts. Not everything was bad news, however. While the women of color tend to be even more marginalized than other groups in entertainment, in music it wasn't the case. According to the study, 73% of all women on the year-end Hot 100 chart for 2018 were women of color. A considerable uptick from the 50% the year before and every previous year in the investigation. This makes music a real <clears throat> deviation from television, film, and storytelling and streaming services where women of color are notably uh, underrepresented, said Smith. Music is the most, most inclusive place for women in color. Um, another bright spot in the study was that the growth of female nominees for the 2019 Grammy Awards, according to an analysis of nominations on the main categories and producer of the year category. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had one win, like Cardi B, I think, set a record, right? She was the first female rapper to win record of the year. <clears throat> so, uh, woman, first female rapper and, and, uh, you know, woman of color for record of the year. That's, that's really good. <clears throat> um, uh, all told 1,064 individuals received a Grammy award nomination in the select categories from 2013 to 2019, a full 89.6% were male and 10.4% were female, a gender ratio of 8.6 males to every one female. But in 2019, the percentage of female nominees jumps to 16.4% from 8% the year before. So it more than doubles. The change said, study author Piper is likely the result of an expansion in the number of nominees and the Grammys efforts to add new members and diversify membership. We're obviously interested to see what impact this has in later years. Beyond sheer numerical analysis, this year's study also had a qualitative component for the first time. 
We've done similar work in film, Piper explained, so we turned our attention on female writers and producers to understand the experience they had in the recording studio. What the qualitative piece really showed us was that just being a woman is a barrier. A full 43% of those interviewed said that they felt their work and contributions were discounted or not taken seriously and that they consistently had to prove themselves. 39% of them said that they felt stereotyped or sexualized and 36% felt the industry was male dominated. These were their spontaneous responses when we asked them what barriers they faced, said Piper. In contrast, a similar qualitative study done with female producers and film directors in 2012 found that the most often mentioned barriers had to do with financing and networking and less with sexualization and objectification. There needs to be a radical cultural shift in these environments, said Smith flatly. If the experiences that these women discussed in the interviews took place in the academic environment, people would lose their jobs. So there needs to be a culture shift in not allowing these things uh, to occur in service to art. Given that need, a substantial portion of the study is dedicated to finding solutions to these problems. One immediate solution is bringing more women into the production and songwriting fray. We asked if having more women in the studio would change the experience, and nearly 45% said that they felt more at ease, more comfortable if, there weren't, if they weren't the only one uh, in, the, in, the room, in the writing room there, I imagine. Uh, specific programs mentioned in the study included the, recent study, the recently launched uh, She Is the Music, which runs songwriting camps and offers mentorship, Spotify's EQL Studio Residency Program for female producers and engineers, and the uh, EQL, I said EQL, EQL, and the, um, and the For the Record Collective, which will feature a first-of-its-kind collection of EPs, um, docu-series, and live events with music produced, written, and engineered by women. So once again, those programs, just so you can, uh, we just go back over those for, for anybody that's interested in these. It's She Is the Music, which uh, is songwriting camps and, and offers mentorship. Spotify has something called EQL Studio Residency Program for female producers and engineers, and the For the Record Collective, which will, it features uh, a collection of EPs and a docu-series of live events with music produced, written, and engineered by women. So, there's a lot in there, huh? Yes. Let me just sip some more coffee. And <laughs> uh, Now, you're going to link, can you link to that in the Climb community when this, uh, this episode drops? That way people can, can go there and read that because that's a lot of stuff to digest. I so will. I think, uh, I think I can. Um, I'm not sure if you have to have a um, billboard. You have to have a, have to have a subscription to access it. Um, but I will. Let me see what I can do. <clears throat> well, okay. Okay. So go to the Climb community. Another reason to, to join. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'll post some of that stuff sometime. So it'd be actually be interesting to find out from, from anybody listening if um, they've ever had trouble accessing that, if I post it. Okay. Because um, it's not Billboard Magazine. It's a bulletin. It's, it's, it's Billboard Magazine, but they have like the regular magazine that comes out and then mm-hmm. there's like bulletins that come out. So I don't know if they're a little more lenient with that, if that's kind right. of clickbait for them to get more people to gotcha. subscribe yeah. or not. I don't know. But um, anyway, so, yeah, so, there's a lot to dig into in that. What's your first thought on that? Um, I mean, that's something, well, I watched the Grammys the other night and for sure. I mean, you know, when they, uh, from the very beginning, you know, there's going to be an emphasis on, on women on this Grammys. (laughs) So (laughs) there was a lot and a lot of women of color. And so, you know, me as a, uh, as mostly a country fan, I'm, I'm used to not kind of seeing my music on there a whole lot. Um, Right. 
And so, but, you know, but there was cool. I was also watching because I wanted to hear some stuff I hadn't heard before. And there was, you know, I had to have it kind of quietly on because our house noise travels everywhere, but there was some cool stuff. Some mm-hmm. people I hadn't really heard of before and knew some of their stuff. So that was fun. Um, you know, I've been in a lot of writers rooms with a lot of women co-writers and we were talking about this a little bit before in like in publishing and stuff, labels, a bunch of women work in that. In country. In country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's my world. That's my experience. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of publishers creative. As you're saying this, I'm just sort of thinking like, I bet you it's different in other genres of music. It, it very well Rock. may be. I just don't know. I haven't been in those rooms, yeah. uh, but in country, cause you know, we're awesome. No, it, <laughs> there's just, you know, there's a lot, a lot of A&R people you meet with, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people in management, I believe a lot I mean, of, you've had a lot of publishers. publishers with at least one female, if not two, yeah, like, major, like major, like that hardcore publishers that mm-hmm. can get you to, you know, the Tim McGraws and Carrie Underwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, there are a and lot certainly of Jen shot. We interviewed her too, as a songwriter who just, by the way, just, mm-hmm. Found out she got another Tim McGraw cut. Mm -hmm. So So anyway, uh, yeah, so we've, you know, there are a lot of people in there. Now, you know, heads of labels, not so much, right? So I don't know if there's the the glass ceiling there, but uh, it's an interesting thing. It's not something that I honestly spend much time thinking about because, I don't know, maybe just my male privilege. Uh, I work with the people I work with and, and don't think about, you know, the dog that didn't bark kind of thing from that old Sherlock Holmes thing. Sure. You know, what, what, Now you think about as far as on the airwaves, you know, the music that's on the radio and that kind of stuff. Um, Casey Musgraves won for, for album of the year. Totally predicted that by the way, when I first heard the record, I'm like, this is going to win album of the year. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's really good. And um, I don't know, a lot of thoughts on that. It's stuff that I honestly don't think about a whole lot because I like what I like. I wish there were more women out there because per like per artist, I like more what the women are doing than what the guys are doing. Do you think like, it's kind of like pound for pound, like single for single, you know, record yeah. for record? Yeah. I like a larger percentage of what the women are doing. Cause like Miranda and Casey Musgraves and yeah. that kind of stuff. Like really, really, really like Miranda's like, and Casey are true artists. Yeah, right? for sure. Like really, really true art. Like, like you, you are living, you are getting a, not living, but you're getting a glimpse into Miranda Lambert's life. Yeah. With every record. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, it's unabashedly authentic. Yeah. Love it or hate it. You know, here mm-hmm. I am at 7am with shoes in my hands where I wouldn't do it, but I did it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another vice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like okay. so good. Um, well, I mean, my thoughts on this are, first of all, you're right about like heads of labels. Um, but heads of major departments and labels, bunch of women. Yeah. You know? And um, so that's cool. But I wonder about production and engineering. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's a, um, and I'm sure it's a combo platter, right, of uh, in the industry now of um, maybe a, a man's just going to be more comfortable with a man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, do be, being the engineer as opposed to a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain, um, gosh, I mean, there's things that go on with with the. Uh, I think about the Sean White thing where he had a female drummer in his band, and that came oh. like bite him in the keister. I think I think I can. Um, I'm not sure if you have a um, billboard. You've got to have a scri- subscription to access it. Um, but I will. Let me see what I can do. <clears throat> well, okay. 
Okay, so go to the Calm community. Another reason to to join. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'll post some of that stuff sometime. So it'd be actually be interesting to find out from from anybody listening if um, they've ever had trouble accessing that. If I post it, okay, because um, that it's not Billboard magazine. It's a bulletin. It's 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 Billboard magazine, but they have like the regular magazine that comes out, and then mm-hmm. there's like bulletins that come out. So I don't know if they're a little more lenient with that. If that's kind right. of clickbait for them to get more people to. Gotcha. Yeah. Or not, I don't know. But um, anyway, so, yeah, so, there's a lot to dig into in that. What's your first thought on that? Um, I mean, that's something. Well, I watched the Grammys the other night. And for sure, I mean, you know, when they, as, from the very beginning, you know, there's going to be an emphasis on, on women on this Grammys. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there was a lot and a lot of women of color and, so, you know, me as a, uh, as mostly a country fan, I'm, I'm used to not kind of seeing my music on there a whole lot. Um, right. And so, but, you know, but there was cool. I was also watching because I wanted to hear some stuff I hadn't heard before. And there was, you know, I had to have it kind of quietly on because our house noise travels everywhere, but there was some cool stuff. Some mm-hmm. people I hadn't really heard of before and knew some of their stuff. So that was fun. Um, you know, I've been in a lot of writer's rooms with a lot of women co-writers and uh, we were talking about this a little bit before in like in publishing and stuff labels a bunch of women work in that in country in country yeah yeah and, and that's my world that's my experience right yeah. so i mean a lot of a lot of publishers creative as you're saying this i'm just sort of thinking like i bet you it's different in other genres of music it, it very well Locker. may be i just don't know i haven't been in those rooms yeah. uh, but in country because you know we're awesome. No, it, there's just, you know, there's a lot, a lot of A&R people you meet with, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people in management, I believe a lot I mean, of, you've had a lot of publishers, publishers. publishers with um, at least one female, if not two, yeah, like, major, like major, like that hardcore publishers BMG. that mm-hmm. can get you to, you know, the Tim McGraw's and Carrie Underwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, there are a and lot certainly of Jen shot. We interviewed her too, as a songwriter who just, by the way, just, mm-hmm. Found out she yep. got another Tim McGraw cut. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we might have to edit that. I don't know how much we can say about that. So we might just edit oh. that out. But. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Uh, yeah. So we've, you know, there are a lot of people in there now, you know, heads of labels, not so much. Right. So I don't know if there's the, the glass ceiling there, but uh, it, it's an interesting thing. It's not something that I honestly spend much time thinking about because I don't know, maybe just my male privilege. Uh, I work with, the people I work with and, and don't think about, you know, the dog that didn't bark kind of thing from that old Sherlock Holmes thing. Sure. You know, what, what <clears throat> now you think about as far as on the airwaves, you know, the music that's on the radio and that kind of stuff. Um, Casey Musgraves won for, for album of the year. Totally predicted that by the way, when I first heard the record, I'm like, this is going to win album of the year. This oh, so good. Yeah, it's so really good. And um, I don't know, a lot of thoughts on that. It's stuff that I honestly don't think about a whole lot. Cause I like what I like. I wish there were more women out there. Cause per like per artist, I like more what the women are doing than what the guys are doing. Do you think like, it's possible like, pound pound, like single for single, you know, record yeah. for record. Yeah. I like a larger percentage of what the women are doing. Cause like Miranda and Casey Musgraves and yeah. that kind of stuff. Really, really, really like Miranda's like and Casey are true artists. Yeah, right? for sure. You you are living, you are getting, a, not living, but you're getting a glimpse into Miranda Lambert's life. Yeah. With every record. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, it's unabashedly authentic. Yeah. 
love it or hate it. You know, here I am at 7 a.m. with shoes in my hands where I wouldn't do it, but I did it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another vice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So good. Well, my thoughts on this are, first of all, you're right about like heads of labels, heads of major departments and labels, bunch of women. Yeah. So that's cool. But I wonder about production and engineering. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's a, um, and I'm sure it's a combo platter, right, of uh, in the industry now of maybe a, a man just going to be more comfortable with a man, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being be the engineer as opposed to a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain, gosh, I mean, there's things that go on with, with uh, I think. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. about the Sean White thing where he had a female drummer in his band and that came oh. out to fight him in the keister yeah. uh, because mm-hmm. he was acting like a band guy and she decided yeah. that instantly it could be offensive what he said, which is offensive, you know, but that's like <laughs> in the band, you get to be, a, you get to like, you know, do yeah. stupid stuff. Like, kind of the culture, yeah. Yeah, and, and I remember we commented on that. I didn't feel like anything that, that, that she had to experience would have been different if she was a guy. It, it's just that she right. just grossed out by it you know yeah or at least chose to be i don't know if she tried to get paid or what but that gets a little weird but you know the here's the thing all this stuff is this these are numbers are accurate this is all true this is happening there's been a lot of controversy in uh, country music in particular about mm-hmm. women on the radio women artists mm-hmm. not getting an equal shake and right. i was really excited about ray lynn when she won the voice and that first single she had I think went to number one, did it not? Like, um, but what, what, what was it? What girls? Oh, God made girls or God made girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I just, her voice, I just thought was so identifiable. Right. Yeah. It was just unique. It was very, very cool. And I thought this, this is going to win because you can just, and she's a heck of a singer, a great writer. She's on, mm. She's with uh, your boy Tim, right? Tim Monzi is uh, her publisher, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, so. I think it was Tim that said it was that he had her. And she's a great writer, you know? So mm-hmm. she's writing the fire out of some songs on Music Row. Yeah. And 
she didn't get a shot. Like she, I, she, if she didn't get a number one, she was definitely top 10 with that song. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think maybe a second single came out and now it's like tumbleweed, yeah. you know, what happened. And so, and there's been some public sort of infighting in the country music world mm. where I think what, who, who, somebody said, somebody, some label had said something about tomatoes or what. Yeah. I think it was a, or a radio guy. I think it was someone in radio. Is that what it was? They okay. said the, like the men or the lettuce and stuff in the salad and the women are the tomatoes. You know, you just, you sprinkle them in, but you don't want too many, you know, you don't want too many of them, which to me, since tomatoes are the best part of salad, I can do yeah. that. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, please, more. Um, and, you know, of course, people took offense to that. But I think what he was saying was based on what their research is and what they believe, because they're in the service business, right? You think this guy cares? He's just yeah. trying to make a buck. He's trying to keep the listeners listening so they can sell used car commercials. Yeah. And what his understanding of it was, was that listeners, male and female, prefer to hear mostly male voices and not as much a female. That was his point of view. He, I don't think there is a good analogy to use to get that point of view across because whatever you said, it was going to be, <laughs> you're going to piss everybody turn around, beat you with it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I think radio just cares about selling ads, right? Yes. I mean, I think they're pretty agnostic about, that's why radio stations flip formats sometimes. Yes. Because they're just trying to sell ads. Yeah. And sometimes a lot, right? Right. With the flipping of the format and stuff. So, Let's go down that road because that's where I wanted this to go. Okay. okay? So I'm, I'm just nervous the whole time here. I'm going to say something that's going to run a future political career. No. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the, the radio is trying to sell ads. Right. That's, that's what they do. And people, people forget about that. Artists forget mm. about that. Right. They forget. Yeah. I remember my dad telling me, um, uh, because I had this, I think this is a, a naive artist's rite of passage. Right. Mm-hmm. I went through it. <clears throat> And my dad's like, uh, you know, what business are you in? When we got, we were putting the, together the playlist for our first tour and it was like a lot of cover songs, you know? And he, he's like, what, what business are you in? I'm in the music business. He goes, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. Like, we're making music. I'm in a band. Like, we're going to go on tour. I'm in the music industry. He goes, no, right. you're not. He goes, where's that money coming from? You know? And, and he's like, you're in the bar business, bro. Mm-hmm. Bar business. They're selling liquor. Yeah. They don't give a damn what you do up there. They're selling liquor. All they want to know is, is are you, do you have an audience and are they going to buy beer? And, and are they thirsty? And are they thirsty? Yeah, that's right. it. And so you need to cater to him, right? The golden rule. The man with gold makes the rules. That's the guys get the rules. So, because we were having some challenges with our, we had a very sort of progressive playlist because we could, right? We would mm-hmm. do, we're doing Rush songs. We were doing Queensryche. We were doing, um, you know, Iron Maiden, some of the stuff where you really kind of had to be a musician mm-hmm. to, to pull it off, but um, it wasn't necessarily top 10 on the radio. Yeah. And so people were like, what? Yeah. The radio, people think the radio is the music business. The radio isn't the music business, the advertising business. They, right. they, they're, they're putting up content, whatever that content is. Again, to your point, they'll switch genres. They don't care what the content is. They care about what the advertising dollars are right. because the more of an audience they have, the more money they can make. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and, the old music business requires a whole lot of permission from, and this article is accurate. It's accurate right now, but it is definitely a, a portrait, a, uh, a, 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 
what's the word I want to look for? An articulation of what's happening right now in the old music business. Mm-hmm. I look at it, it's, it's a, probably an accurate representation of one room, but there's more than one room in that house. Yeah, well, and it's the old room, right? It's the way right. it's been going on forever. So mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm not, I am not in any way, shape or form discounting the facts in this article. This is an accurate article. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, this, would, this doesn't need to get you upset because at the end of the day, nobody cares whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're LGBTQ, whether you're a person of color, whether you have a hump on your back. Nobody cares if you have an audience mm-hmm. because if you have an audience, you can do whatever you want to do. Leverage. Right? Yes. Just ask, just ask Granger Smith. Mm-hmm. He didn't get any love, and lo and behold, he went and found himself an audience. Now I got some love. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ask Cody Johnson. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting any love until, until people started trying to give him some love, and then of course, with the love, they're trying to change you. Yeah, we got, we'd love to give you a record deal, three sixty. You got to lose the cowboy hat. Like, why? Yeah. Why do we got to lose the cowboy hat? Because it doesn't sell. Well, that's funny. It seems to be selling enough that you're talking to me. <laughs> right. You can't. You call me. I'm on your radar screen. Yeah. Now listen to Cowboy Hat. Beat it. The answer yeah. is no. You keep your 360 deal. And he ends up with, with an imprint. So he's got his own record label, essentially funded by the major. And it's a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. This article is about the old record industry in the sense where you have to have a lot of permission. Yeah, right. you, you had to get through the gatekeepers. Label. Yeah, and then you have to have permission from, from the radio, right? Ask Florida Georgia Line, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like they came in with the best pedigree, all the right people behind them, everybody that everybody knows. They didn't come up from, like they were being developed by Craig Wiseman. And, Craig Wiseman, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joey Moy produced the record. He's, uh, he, he was already a multi-platinum producer. Everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. They got every meeting they wanted. And radio said no, so the record label said no because it was too different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what was happening. We can't sell this on the radio. This is never going to work. And then they went out and sold 100,000 copies to damn selves. Right. Because they had Cruise, which was the knockdown, drag out, smash hit song mm-hmm. they went and took a big risk spent a bunch of money did what they had to do and then everybody said yes mm-hmm. right why and and it's not the record didn't change the writers didn't change the songs didn't change they didn't remix or change the production the only thing that changed was the perception yeah and their perception is oh a bunch of people like this we would like to sign you now mm-hmm. we would yeah. like to say this because we know that this is popular Okay, so there's a situation where three different situations where people who were told no multiple times who had a barrier, a real barrier, Mm -hmm. got around it. Right. For women of color, for men of color, for for anybody that's feeling any kind of barriers in this music industry, the, the awesome thing is you don't need anybody's permission. Right. Go and get yourself an audience. Right. Mm-hmm. If, and, and you can do it however you want to do it. You can be a female producer. You can be the engineer. You can hire nothing but females if you want. Actually, that's kind of a really cool story. Right. Right. A really you cool can use thing that to, to your spin. advantage because people that want to virtue signal and show how me too they are. Yeah. We'll find that a positive. Yeah. 
And, and, and there's some female engineers out there. I don't know. I, some of this, though, some, some of the jobs that they've listed in there, I just don't know if it's a barrier in there. Like, and there's like a long line of women who really want to get in there but can't. Or, <laughs> right. or if it's just like, nah, they're, they're more interested in this thing over here, like don't, an artist yeah. or some other part of the business. Some, I, I don't know how attractive that is. So I know one of my artists, Laura, loves that whole thing. Like she's fascinated with being an engineer. Mm-hmm. So, so she loves it. I just, I, I don't see where the line is. I, I, if they love it, great. But there's a long line of actresses who want to be Hollywood superstars right. who have problems because they're blocked out or this or that. And right. I just don't know if that line's that long for like engineers or, yeah. or, or even producers, I, which is weird. I don't know why. And maybe that's just because I don't see it because yeah. they're blocked out. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering too. It's like, mm, gosh, yeah. Look, looking back at, you know, the producers that cut my stuff or the people we've been in the studio with doing demo sessions and stuff. Yeah, definitely vast majority is male. Um, so yeah, I haven't really thought about it either, but I don't think about too much that, Oh, there was so-and-so on base that is a female on this demo. This yeah. is a demo. Yeah. I mean, there's some, <laughs> I mean, there's some kick butt female musicians in this town that oh, for sure. get the call on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. The girl that did all the guitars on Alora's record, Ariel, like Michael Wagner loves her. Mm-hmm. And she's just a monster. You know, yeah. she's like, like a shredder on the guitar, bro. And then I think of Lindsay L. I think of, um, mm-hmm. I think of, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name right now, but there's this bass player in town that just blows my mind. Her feel is so good. She's going to kill me. I'm forgetting her name right now. But, but hmm. I mean, I've, I've seen her a couple of times and I've gotten the chance to meet her and like, mm-hmm. don't hang out or anything, but it's, it's, look, I'm really just, I'm excited when she's up on stage. I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this really yeah. is actually going to rock, you know, like this is just gonna <laughs> So, I mean, but it's but, because she's her not because she's female. It's because. Yeah. It's just because she's great. She's awesome. Yeah. I love the, I love the way she feels, the way she makes that, that rhythm section feel, you know, her mm-hmm. pocket is, is, is what I, it feels good to me. It works for me. So I don't know why, like, why doesn't they go on to producing stuff? Maybe they do and we don't know about it, but here's the thing. Like if, if, if you're a female or a female of color, or if you're in whatever category group that's, that has a lot of barriers yeah. or that, that this article says that you have barriers or that other people are telling you they have barriers, know this, it doesn't matter. Get an audience, you know, yeah. make something that's good. Make this something that's competitive and do the work of marketing it and do the work of getting that art in front of new eyeballs and the right kind of eyeballs. Figure out that next step on how to be, how to connect with the right group of people. Mm -hmm. And then nobody's going to (laughs) care. Yeah. And what I love about this, you know, I'm not, I don't, you know, I usually don't think in terms of this group, this segment of, people like yeah. labeling. I don't usually just think in those ways. That's why I don't, Not unless I'm listening to the news, you know, exactly. News <laughs> yeah, goes out all the time in politics and stuff. And, and maybe that partly I don't have to, because I'm white straight male. So therefore, you know, whatever, you know, I'm in the main culture or whatever. Don't have to think about those things, whatever. But yeah, you know, I don't usually think in those things, but what I love about this advice, it doesn't matter what you're, however you categorize yourself or how other people categorize you. The advice is the same for whatever, you know, whoever it might be as it is for someone like me, white, straight male. You want to make a yeah. business? Great. Go out, find your audience, prove it, and you get your shot. Yeah. Same thing for a, a lesbian woman of color doing whatever genre. Great. Yeah. Go find your audience, prove it. You'll have a leverage. Make your own opportunity. Yeah. I mean, Brandy Clark, 
well, les- not woman of color, but she's right. lesbian woman in country music. Let's sing and sing songs about heterosexual relationship breakups or whatever. Like, yeah. And, I mean, some really edgy stuff, man. That's like Grammy that winning, stuff. Grammy winning record, 12 stories. If you haven't heard that Brandy Clark record, 12 stories, listen to it. it yeah. Every I, song is I, a treat. Oh, yeah. And I love that record because yeah. I love great songwriting. So good, dude. I mean, yeah. so it's, it's just, like. I don't so, know. I don't think people but think about that. Like in country categories. music, you think about a, like a female lesbian and there's a number of them like Shelly Wright, um, mm-hmm. you know, that are, that are lesbians. Like it's, you think country music, you think conservative, you think no way. Right. But right. guess what? They got an audience. Nobody cares. They want a Grammy. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like it's, it just has to be good. And you got to find that audience. Now they had to go through it like the old way. Mm-hmm. So they, God bless them. I don't know how they navigated that, but mm-hmm. get to the, get the record deal, get the, get on well, radio. Well, like with Shelly, you know, she was in the closet forever. That's right. You know, right. so I, I think it, it. Brandy wasn't though, right? Brandy didn't. She just, uh, no, nobody knew about her before the, she got signed. Yeah. As far as I know. Um, and Shelly might've been in the closet, but she wasn't in the closet of the industry. She was in the closet to the consumers, to the market. Yeah. So kind of like, kind of like, um, uh, Ty Herndon. Right. You know, so, I don't like, know you know, um, the market, but everybody in the industry knew like, it's like, we all know, we know what's going on. You know, Rob yeah. Halford from Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're in the music business, you know, he's, he's, he's gay as it comes, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but you don't care. Like, have you heard that guy sing? You smelt your freaking face. Like, oh, he's my hero. I love the guy. You know? like, yeah, and, so and I think a lot of people are, are like, I am. It's just like, I just care about the content. Yeah. Uh, you know, until that, whatever the other stuff is, um, it gets kind of pushed in my face. It may make you like, make me like you more, may make me like you less. Right. Just depending on what side of whatever that thing might be. Yeah. I, I just care about the music. And then that other stuff comes into it, which may be for some people turn on and some people turn off. It's like actors talking about politics. It's going to make some people love them more. It's going to make some people not want to go get their movies. And so that's something we're going to have to think about as an artist. But I think it mostly is fans. They just want good stuff. That's right. And, and I'm going to make it. You can get to them and let them decide on the merits of the music. And they're still humans. They're still going to make decisions some of them are going to make decisions on the merits of the music. That's going to be the minority of a big crowd. Mm-hmm. The majority of the big crowd is going to make their decisions based on what everybody else does. <laughs> right. Does everybody understand that? It's a herd mentality. When enough of the herd starts mm-hmm. moving a certain way, the rest of the herd follows. Right. We're wired up that way, people. Yeah. All animals. We're still animals. You know, we're, we're at the top of the food chain, but we're still wired up that way. Yeah. To, be very much a herd mentality. We've talked about a million times with Seth Godin, you know, breaks down marketing in one sentence, seven words. People like us buy products like that. You are part of a herd if you aspire, if you own a BMW, right? Mm -hmm. Because you probably bought it. Some people buy it because they really understand the machine and and the intricacies of Mm -hmm. the precision of a BMW and everything. Most people buy BMWs because Three they letters. want to associate with people who buy BMWs. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. The audiophiles out there, we talk about this. Like the people who, the guys who are the girls who go out and spend, you know, $100,000 on a home stereo back in the day, mm-hmm. right? And, and you had a tube 
amp and you had $20,000 speakers and you had this SACD $20,000 CD player that played like these high. It was way more ones and zeros than a normal wave mm. file on a C. And, and, and you know what? 3% of the people who probably own that, who could afford to own that stuff and owned it, really understood what was going on. Could really hear the difference. Yeah. yeah and, we're, and we're doing it because they were playing jazz and classical and they wanted to get that dynamic thing coming out and everybody else was just doing it because they could associate with people who could spend a hundred thousand dollars on a home stereo system and talk right. about it. you know what i mean yeah so that's the way that people work and you need to know that as an artist don't take that the wrong way right mm-hmm. just roll with that just understand this is this is the way people are mm-hmm. i mean half the people that are yelling and screaming that they're offended for every other thing on freaking social media these days are doing it because everybody else is offended not because they're really even offended like they don't even right. do a check like i don't even care about that why does yeah. that matter to me it doesn't matter to me at all or they're offended on behalf of someone else who they think should be offended by it yeah the good news about the new music industry is the power is in your hands you can be you can go out and create something that's compelling. You can do it with whomever you want to do it with mm-hmm. using whatever cast that you want to put together that is a part of your team to make that happen. And you have the ability to intelligently either learn how to go out and get an audience on a digital platform, which is a different education. It's a different religion than radio than broadcast platforms like radio and TV and a live show. The mm-hmm. things that you do on radio and TV and a live show have an effect that you, if you do that same stuff on a digital platform, it's going to have an opposite effect. Right. So it's a different religion. You got to know who you're talking to, how to mm-hmm. talk to them and what to do. If you uh, are willing to, to go the extra mile and learn how to do that, or you have a budget where you can bring somebody onto your team that knows how to do that, then you don't need to apologize to anybody. You don't need to have your hat in your hand for anybody. Right. Just go and do it. Just go and create a big enough. I promise you, you get enough business going on and everybody's going to come out of the woodwork and be mm-hmm. like, I always knew that you were going to be great. I've been keeping my eye on you. You're going to get right, all yeah. that crap. You know, right, yeah. you know why? Because you're making money and, mm-hmm. and they want to help and they get, and then they get excited about it. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, I really have been dying to get behind a woman that, just to, to make a change in the industry and blah, 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 blah. You know, right, exactly. Casey Musgraves won the freaking Grammy for best album of the year, but I hadn't heard her on country radio. No, I don't listen to a lot of it, but I know she ain't getting spun a lot. Not, yeah. Not the level you think would be record of the year. Yeah. Level. So she did yeah. it in spite of what country radio wants. Right. So there's, there's a, there's a, a real example right now of somebody just two weeks ago who walked away with a top honor and she didn't care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a damn. I, I'm good. Like I'm making good music. I've got mm-hmm. an audience. It's a, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm discoverable enough that, that I've got the attention of the Grammys and they voted for me and I'm still not getting a whole lot of publishing money because I'm not getting a lot of spins, but yeah. she's doing it anyway. And so, this is it. Like, this is, I love this story because this kind of stuff, this, this to me is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, watch this, you know, give right. me, give me a couple of viable female artists who, who are smart and, and can, can connect and deliver, yeah. a, uh, deliver, you know, deliver that lyric and write that song and, and, and who get, who also get digital. And I, mm-hmm. and I'll show you. Like yeah. what happened? Like it's, it's not it's, it's not the fans. 
No, it's not. And that's it. It's not the fans. It's not the fans. It's just not the fans. And you can get directly to them these days. And I don't know how that went sideways. I don't know if that is a function of, it could be like this sort of derivative function of because there's so many, there's such an overly large amount of guys in the writing room that, is that, I mean, the ratio is still not one-to-one for female and male songwriters in Nashville. No. But there's a um, lot of female songwriters who make a boatload of money in this town. They're really, really, really huge. And Oh, yeah. And the love and, junkies, you know, Hillary, Lindsay. I mean, they're just, yeah. yeah Nicole Gallion killing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's some great writers in there. And, and but I wonder if, if it's because there's just more male writers and they're writing for more men that, uh, it, like who, who decided that? Like, I don't know who decided that the audience doesn't want to hear that many females. Yeah. It's bean counters trying to crunch the numbers to make bigger numbers, trying to figure yeah. that out. You know, you know, okay. Okay. So oh, hold on. Let's go down that road for just a quick second. I know we're probably running along, but, but know this, know this about business. This is a business sort of, uh, let's call it a law of physics in business that is as sure or more sure than death and taxes and gravity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is when you have a business that's on its way up, a technology, a, a new sort of thing you're bringing to the marketplace that's on its way up, those kinds of businesses are run by the visionaries, by the people who are the creatives, who took the risk, who made it happen. And then when it goes over the bell curve and the market demand starts to wane, mm-hmm. okay, to slide off and you're, and you're going down on your way maybe to like a Y2K kind of a death for a technology mm-hmm. or something, that's when the visionary CEOs and the lead, visionary leadership is replaced by bean counters. Mm-hmm. They're replaced by bean counters. They don't give a damn about the creativity or this or that. It's like, now how much, how are we going to manage the decline? Mm-hmm. And that my friends is exactly where P1 radio is right now. Managing the decline, managing the decline, a big, big, big decline. Who knows how it's going to end up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll disappear and they'll just, it'll all go digital like TV did. And they'll just sort of the government will take back the frequencies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the analog frequencies, the TV are now owned by the government because everybody has digital. Hmm. They took them back because they didn't need them anymore. Some people are pissed off about that, but it's, you know what? It's better digital, like cleaner, cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no rabbit. And I'm not up on the roof anymore at my dad's house while he's yelling to my mom on the second floor from the first floor. who's yelling to me out the window while I'm up on the, the roof, <laughs> on the steepest pitch roof you can have, moving the damn antenna so we can get the Packer game. Right, the yeah. Corner. Yeah. <laughs> Risking my life to get the Packer game. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my parents are in there with me on this. Right? <laughs> so, um, but anyway, guys, you, that, that's, the, that's the, the long and the short of it. You can do whatever you want to do and focus on the audience. Don't worry about these barriers. Don't mm-hmm. worry about this stuff. Don't worry about who's going to say yes and who's going to say no. You just go find that audience and everybody, I promise, you'll say yes, period, yes. end of story. That's all mm-hmm. you need. Like, and this is, this is ingrained in my constitution as a human being just because I've been in sales my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm gifted at that. But I know this. Like, I, 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 I'm not going to get a job based on my resume. Get a job mm-hmm. based on whether that guy thinks I can close or not and make him some money. And when I can do that, then, and, and when I come in and say I'll work, which most of my life I've worked for a percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, rarely have I gotten a salary. And if I mm-hmm. got a salary, it was a, a minimal, you know, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, which some people 
just don't have the constitution to, to, you know, it's, it works not for everybody. Right. But yeah. I could deal with it and, and know that I'm going to close. Like I'm, so it's eat what you kill. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is, this is where we're at right now in the marketplace. You get to eat what you kill. And so go out there and get it. Just go out there and get it mm-hmm. and, and, and focus on what's important. Like you have to have the art, but you don't have to have the new record, right? Cause the new record is going to, isn't going to, do any better than the old record if you don't have an audience, if you're not right. doing something about that. So as far as the old record's concerned, if they haven't heard it, it's new to them. It's the new record for them, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. go out and keep working that and building it and spend, focus your time, focus your money, focus your energy on building that audience and it won't matter. I mean, Annie DeFranco. Yeah, I was thinking about Annie, yeah. Annie, sorry, Annie DeFranco. Like, I I, think. You know, she just sold 500,000 records out of the back of her van in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> She, and then with her own record label mm-hmm. like, and did it out of her apartment, you know? And then of course she got all kinds of offers, most of which she turned down until they got real hot because she did it her damn self. She's like, I'm right. good. I got yeah. this. Watch this. We can, now you can do it and you got a lot more tools and a lot more ammunition for free at your fingertips than Ani DeFranco ever had mm-hmm. to, to reach that audience. So that brings us to the end of a, a, another killer climb episode here. If, if, you want to know how to do this if you want a customized sort of plan so you can wake up tomorrow and know exactly what you got to do and how you got to do it to reach your audience. Reach out for a consultation with us. Schedule one today. Email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line and we'll get back to you and put, get something on the books and, and uh, just make sure you get your head straight. And number one, you're thinking about it the right way. And number two, you know exactly what to do and, and you'll see the needle move. I promise you, you'll see results. I can promise you that. Yep. Immediate results. Join the client community. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review and share this stuff if, uh, if it's working for you because it means it'll work for somebody else. And that's why Brent and I are doing this. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 